Hello and good morning, Gateway Church. I hope and pray that you and your families are all doing well. These are some crazy times we're living through, aren't they? Um, I just want you to know that even though they're worrisome, um, I have actually been blessed through this time. I've gotten to spend time with Chris and James. Uh, we've been doing a 2,000-piece puzzle together. And, well, it's not 2,000 pieces anymore. Some fell on the floor, and my dog, Diesel, thought they were treats. But we're still having fun doing them. I've also actually gotten to see some of my friends and family that I haven't seen in a while. Technology, through all its faults, uh, can actually be a blessing. It really has been a blessing to me. I've gotten to see my dad, my 90-year-old dad, my sisters, my friends, um, family, cousins that I haven't spoken to in a while, um, and even family overseas in Italy, gotten to contact them and see how they're doing. But more importantly, this time um, that we've been given, I've been able to use it to just um, be quiet, be still, to use it for prayer, and um, as Pastor Paul said a few weeks ago, just sit at the feet of Jesus. So I want you guys to remember, please, my dear brothers and sisters, that even though this is a wearisome, confusing, stressful time, that we have a God who loves us. I have two verses that I'd like to share with you. Uh, the first one, most of you know, it's Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plant plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And the other is Zephaniah 3.17, which says, The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Well, today is a day to rejoice. So let's rejoice for he is risen. He is risen indeed. I wish you all a blessed Easter. I pray for you and your families that you stay healthy and well. Um, I miss you all. I look forward to a time soon when we could get together and serve and praise our Lord. And uh, till then, I just wish you all a happy and blessed Easter. See you soon. Stay safe. Bye. Good morning, Gateway Church. It's Easter morning. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. We come to you from our living room today, but we just want to declare that fear has no place in our lives because Christ is greater than everything that's going on around us. Amen. Let's worship him.
morning gateway church i hope this message finds you well both physically and emotionally during this unique time in world history through all the darkness of this pandemic the sickness the death the financial hardship the stress the anxiety the confusion we're beginning to see light through the darkness we see on a daily basis those who serve with compassion and dedication we hear of possible virus treatments and a flattening of the curve, which brings us hope for the future, like the Easter message. Think of the darkness and despair of those who followed Jesus on that Friday night, as our Savior hung on the cross and died an agonizing death, only to be filled with hope and joy Sunday morning at the sight of an empty tomb and a risen Lord. Let's look at scripture, John 20. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned to him, and in Arama Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to the Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. Hold on, my child. Joy comes in the morning. Weeping only lasts for one night. Hold on, my child. Joy comes in the morning. The darkest hour means dawn is just in sight. Happy Easter from my family to yours. Good morning and happy Resurrection Sunday to you. Uh, we certainly didn't expect that we would be worshiping in this format at this time, but it is good um, to be able to share this message from God's Word with you today. Uh, we have been asking you, um, in the midst of this coronavirus pandemic, um, to follow the social distancing that you've been asked to do uh, for the sake of our nation, for the sake of our own community and family and friends. Um, our state has been hit hard. Uh, one of the wonderful things that Christians have the privilege of doing is calling upon their God and their Father to be a help in this time of need. And so we've been challenging you to pray and to pray faithfully. Uh, 
as we have spoken to people in our church, and uh, we now have a number of people that have tested positive, and uh, fortunately, most of them are doing well, um, and they're recovering, or have recovered. Uh, we're thankful for that. We're also grateful that um, God has been able to provide for many of our needs, but we know that there's difficult and challenging times ahead. Uh, so please pray. Uh, as we've spoken with our health care providers in the church, uh, just across the board, they've talked about stress, they've talked about the difficulties that they've been facing, and they have asked us to please support them in prayer. So I hope that you will remember to do that. Indeed, our world has been turned upside down. And uh, it's not like the disciples didn't know about an upside-down world because when their Lord was crucified on that Friday so long ago, uh, they lived in an upside-down world. I want to share uh, the story of the resurrection um, that was going to turn this world back right side up. Um, and I want to read from Luke chapter 24 beginning with verse 1. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices that they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, and when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. And for a world that's turned upside down, we've got a great opportunity today to hear the words of Jesus and the hope that comes from taking a look at the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. And so... What the message that the angels had for them is, is why do you look for the living among the dead? Uh, we talk uh, about default settings, and during this time when we switched to online uh, shopping and online worship and online small groups, online working from home, online learning, um, I don't know how many times you've been asked by your computer if you want to return to the default settings to make something right. And it seems like we have a default setting and that default setting is not always because of sin in our lives to look for life in the right places and so this challenge that comes from the angels on this morning when they came looking for Jesus in the wrong place uh, you will not find life among the dead and one of the realities is is we have a default setting that tells us to seek to look for it there in the pleasures of this earth and in the dying earth that's around us I love spring, and Easter is a time of spring, and I took a walk around my house the other day, and I just took some quick photographs of the few plants that were growing, just marveling at God's creation, uh, the beauty of what he has made, uh, the hope that um, there is going to be a summer of full growth yet ahead. Uh, it's, a, it's a time of change, but we learn something from plants, and there are amazing things that God has created. Uh, you'll notice that the leaves grow up and 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 once they grow up there, there's a process called phototropism that uh, causes them to seek out the light because the light is life and the light is hope and the light produces energy within them uh, but the roots do something totally different the roots go down uh, it's referred to as gravitropism 
and it's a default setting in the roots and they go down into the soil to reach for the nutrients that they need to feed the plant. But the thing that's interesting is, is that they don't get to choose the soil. The seed lands, they grow and they just grow down. And if they're growing in a place where there isn't great soil, the plant is not going to thrive. And uh, one time I was working on a, a building a park for the community that we lived in and we planted a lot of trees along the border of the park and many of them died and we would find out later that it had been a dump for creosote during the time of railroad construction in the community. Uh, we often let our roots go down right where we're planted and it's not always the healthiest thing. We learn things from our families and we learn things from our communities and we learn things from the culture around us. Where are your roots going? Are they seeking life where God wants them to go or is it just a default setting that's allowing them to go in the way of sin? And so this morning we're going to find from this challenge to remember the resurrection of Jesus that you will not find life among the dead. And this brings us a lot of incredible implications for humankind. Uh, I want to share just three of them that come out of this passage of Scripture this morning to give you some hope on this Easter Sunday. The first thing is, is that you are not broken beyond repair. Uh, I remember one time uh, we had three beautiful maple trees uh, growing in the front of our yard at the uh, home that we have here in Levittown. Uh, I love the shade. I loved the birds, I loved every part of them. But a storm came one day and a large branch broke off of one of those trees and landed on top of her van. Took it to the body shop and I heard those words from the guy saying, this thing is totaled, it's not repairable. And no one likes to hear that, but there are a lot of people that go through life thinking their life is such a mess that it is not repairable. There are some people that think that once you die, there's nothing more in life, and it's all over. It's done. And God is telling us through the resurrection that there's something far greater than even the sting of death. There's something far greater than all the mess that you might be getting into in your life. Uh, and it's all about the hope that we have that God is a life giver. And he, if he could give life to Jesus, he can give life to you. And so the message of Jesus was clear. His words would say, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Not just life for a short time, or a little bit of happiness that might last for a day, but eternal life. And John, when he was writing his Gospel, said this, but Yet to all who receive Him, to those who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or of a husband's will, but born of God. God is a life giver. And if you're looking for life, don't look for it among the things of earth and the stuff of earth. Look for it in the Son of God and Jesus. Jesus would say in John chapter 10, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they might have life and might have it to the full. And the reason that we have committed our lives to Jesus Christ and we follow Him is because we've tasted of this new life and we want it forever. What a privilege it is to have the things that are broken made right and to have God, the great Redeemer, bring life to those of us that have been tasting death. And I hope that you'll realize that your life is not beyond repair. I hope that you'll realize that death is not the end of all things. 
but that God is telling us that there is hope. And you need to give your brokenness. You need to give your heart to Him. And you need to say, God, I'm willing to see what you can do with this. If He can raise Jesus from the dead, He can come into your life and make right those things that are wrong. When I committed my life to Jesus Christ when I was 17 years old, I had already experienced enough brokenness that I just hated who I was. And God was able to come in and forgive the sin that I had committed against Him and against others. He was willing to help me turn away from the things that were destroying my life. And He gave me a hope that has lasted for eternity. It's why I pastor today. It's why I proclaim this word to this day. Because God is in the process of mending hearts. And so if you have brokenness, don't seek to fill it with the stuff of earth. You may think that money, if you just had enough of it, it would fix it. And it won't. You may think that if I could just do some drugs and get high, it would be enough. But Jesus will give you a life that will last for eternity. He'll give you a life that will satisfy. He came that we might have life and that we might have it abundantly and we might have it to the full. And so in this process of not finding life among the dead, realize that you're not broken beyond repair, but this is an incredible statement that was given to the um, women that had visited the tomb that day. He is not here. He is risen. And so the scriptures tell us that in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. The view of these angelic beings, even with the glory that they reflected from being in the heavens and being in the presence of God, he's not here. He's risen. And uh, science had told the women that they would find Jesus in the grave. Um, experience told them that they would find Jesus in the grave. Consensus told them that they would find Jesus in the grave. They were all in agreement. They said, look, we need to go together today to find Jesus. And no one was saying, no, he's someplace else. They said, he's in the grave. The disciples knew that he was in the grave. And so they left to be able to honor him with the spices and to anoint his body in death and to just serve their Lord even after he was gone. But Jesus was not there. Um, I think of a song that is written by Kimberly Perry of the band Perry, and it's one of those honest songs that comes from the new country tradition, and uh, it, it talks about the sharp knife of a short life. And if that knife ever hit anybody, it hit Jesus. And, and the song talks about the fact, if I die young, bury me in satin, lay me down in a bed of roses, sink me in the river at dawn, send me away with the words of a love song, the sharp knife of a short life. Well, I've had just enough time. What a sad commentary in trying to come to grips with what life is like in taking the life of a young person. Jesus, in three short years, had risen from obscurity to popularity and then to the sting and hatred of those that were in power, crucified on a cross in the cruelest of deaths and put in a grave. That sharp knife that took that young life he didn't deserve the grave, and the grave had no hold on him. Death had no power over him. God raised him from the dead. He is not here. He is risen. And my hope and prayer is, is that on this Easter Sunday morning, that you would realize that not only are you um, not broken beyond repair, but God has given you this promise that he is the resurrection God. He has given you this promise that he is the God that has power over the grave. And we have people that are trying to make sense of the grave. 
we heard of a local pastor this week at um, one of our um, sister churches in Hempstead that passed away this week. And we need to realize that this COVID virus is going to make its play and it's going to be a sting of death on many people. But for the believer, there is the hope of eternal life. And that's the promise that God is giving us today. He is not here. He is risen. And then the final thing that Jesus asks us to do is, is if you're trying to find out how to make this whole thing work, it's by remembering my words. If you remember our message last week, I, I talked about the fact that this week of the passion of Jesus Christ and his resurrection, beginning with his presentation of the king riding into the city on the donkey, coming in peace to proclaim salvation to his people, it was all about clearing up misconceptions. Um, they had misconceptions about what Jesus was going to do to bring peace. Jesus wept over the city because they didn't understand why he had come. Jesus cleared out the temple and he said this is not just to be a place of external worship and the trappings of religion, but it's to be a house of prayer. And on Friday, he would declare that even in death I will have victory because I'm paying for the sins of mankind. And then on Sunday morning, he said, you may think that you'll find the dead among the, you'll find me among the dead, but I am among the living. And I told you about this. I told you that I would have to be sacrificed for the sins of mankind. I told you that I would be buried. I told you that I would be raised again on that day. And so it is the angel said to the women that were there at the tomb that day, remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. And then some of the most powerful um, words of this passage of Scripture, then they remembered his words. Uh, it's been encouraging to me as I've interacted with many of you um, by phone, uh, by internet, by text messaging throughout the last few weeks. Uh, God is bringing his word to your mind. And it's being an incredible encouragement to you. Um, and I'm hoping that this remembrance this morning of the fact that Jesus indeed died. Jesus was hung on that cross. And he suffered a cruel and agonizing death. But the power of God raised him from the dead and gave him an eternal life that will then be shared with all of us. What a fabulous, incredible story. And if you're down in the dumps over quarantine, if you're down in the dumps over your worries about the coronavirus, God is saying to you that I have conquered death, I've conquered the grave. There will be a resurrection. There will be eternal life. Just remember my words and remember my promises. God so loved the world that he gave his son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And throughout the course of history, sickness has taken the lives of his followers. Persecution has taken the physical lives of his followers. War, famine, natural disasters have taken the lives of his followers. But he will raise them up to eternal life forever. What a promise has been given to the people of God. What a hope has been given to those that are broken. And I would declare to you this morning that there is a great need in America to remember his words. Uh, people are going to turn to him. Don't waste this opportunity. Pray that God will bring to mind 
the need of a Savior. Um, what is your default setting? Where are your roots going and looking for life and looking for nutrition? Where is it that you're, you're trying to find hope? Is it in the stuff of earth or is it in the promises of God? God is telling us that we need to put our roots down into his word and into the hope of the resurrection that he presented to us on this day so long ago. What a privilege it is to be a part of his family, that we're told that if we'll put our trust in him, that we're called the children of God. What an honor, what a blessing. I hope that this Easter Sunday that you will find hope in him. I hope that whatever struggles and stress you're under, whether they're financial or whether they are um, physical um, or emotional, I hope that you will find hope in him. Do not look for the living among the dead. Do not seek life among the things that don't bring life. But find your hope in him. Your life is not beyond repair. Um, he is not here. He's risen. Our Father who is in heaven. And remember his words. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the church of Jesus Christ and I pray that this would be a day of hope for them as they gather and listen to this video as they worship with other presentations of churches across the New York metro area. Father, we've been hit hard. But Father, I pray that for all that we have experienced and suffered at the hands of this virus that's come upon us, that we wouldn't lose sight of the hope that is found in the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. That resurrection was to be a foretelling of what can happen to us if we'll put our trust in him. And I pray, Father, that all of us would learn to taste life this week as we remember the words of Jesus. May our hope be found in him. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have any questions about the message that we presented this morning and would like to find this hope, um, contact us here at the church, either through our webpage or through a phone call. Uh, we're not able to answer the phone as regularly as we can on other uh, times, but we will get back to you, and our hope and prayer is that God's blessing would be with you this day. We'd like to close our Easter Sunday uh, service with a hymn of uh, entitled Living Hope, and it's all because it's a hope that's built on what Jesus accomplished on the cross and what his Father accomplished in raising him from the dead.
so great a mercy. What heart could fathom such boundless grace? The God of ages stepped down in glory to wear my 